Welcome to another Green and Gold Rugby podcast with Matt Rowley. Uh, we're sponsored by strike.com.au. Get a cradle for your phone, stick it in your car. If you To buy it, use Green and Gold Rugby, your safe word, get a discount. Uh, joining me, I've got Timsy, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate, but I just want you to just be... You're sounding a little bit robotic. Oh, just pump up a bit, okay? We're on the eve of a Grand Slam tour. <laughs> I expect a little bit more enthusiasm and, uh, you um, know, it's... I have I have much enthusiasm uh, for, for this time. <laughs> um, I can tell. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's uh, it's late here, mate. You know, we've got the daylight saving happening. It's oh yeah, well we've got enough sun in the day. We don't need the extra hour. Yeah, up care. here. I actually read that in a newspaper thing today. So people aren't getting any smarter here. <laughs> but <laughs> mate, um, big news tonight. Big news tonight. I guess maybe... What about daylight savings or... Uh, apart from that, um, oh, yeah, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm sounding robotic, it's probably because I'm shocked. Shocked? Uh, Shell-shocked? Yeah, Link, making the hard decisions. Uh, James Horwell, he's captain at the Reds, the man who helped him to win uh, the 2011 uh, Super Rugby Championship, boned. Boned. Well, boned. It's, it's a bit of a boning. Mm. I, you know, it's, uh, I think it's more of a, you can do better, son. Right, you think? Yeah. If it was a boning, he'd be on the bench or not in the team at all. But he's he's still there. He's still playing. He's still starting. Well, he's I, not a run on reserve. Well, mate, I don't even know. I don't know if it's scuttlebutt, but I thought I I heard somewhere someone saying, or a conjecture, shall we say? Conjecture's that, probably that if Simo wasn't injured, right? Yeah. Maybe he would be on the bench. Maybe anyway. I did hear the same thing, so mm. it's possible. Uh, but uh, yeah, so ostensibly, I. Th- I think I saw a an article and it was saying Link, I think, said something about James is playing with an injury. He's not back to his best. We want him to focus on that. Uh, you know, that I'm sure is partly true. That was a pretty horrific injury the, the, got. Yeah, the, there's some sugarcoating on there because if you're, play, if you're coming back from injury and you're not 100%, don't start. Mm. Yeah. So it, it's it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we've talked about this. <laughs> you and I were saying... We couldn't remember if it was we'd just talked about it or if I just blabbed about it to lots of people. Or I thought we talked about this on at least we're, one podcast. We're going to take credit for it. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah. Um, so maybe people can remind us who've listened to a few of these podcasts. Did we actually talk about this? Two things. One was James Horwell. Is it all about the injury or is there something mental there um, about, you know, he was the captain there throughout a lot of the Robbie Deans era. Um, yep. And maybe he's finding it hard to move on from the way things were done and and let go of that. Uh, Which, it, it's a it's a tough one to grasp. That I mean, mm. it's not like if anyone should be you know familiar with what's going on, it's mm. the guy who's was the captain under the same coach at the province. I mean, it, it surely can't be that hard for him to adjust. Yeah, that that's my you know, thought on that. I mean, it's quite possible that, you know, this is his wallaby time and it's done differently here. This, you can't bring our super stuff here because this is the wallabies now. So, you mm. know, there, there might be a bit of that going on, but it just does, they don't strike me as that sort of personality. Well, I think there's another way of reading it, right, which is that I think 
a lot of people have, I think all of us actually, including me, expected it wouldn't be so hard to change this team and its culture, right? Yeah. Um, it was, you know, hooray, the witch was dead when Robbie went and everyone thought, oh, fantastic, we'll just throw all that, you know, bunk them out and we'll just start afresh and it's Link and the people know him and da-da-da. But yeah. I, think, I think what everyone's got to realise is it doesn't, it's not that easy. And if you're in any organisation, right, it takes a while for, even if the person who'd been running it for years, say, you know, six years, leaves the organisation and there's a bunch of cultures and processes and way things work and the guys who work for that guy are still there, um, yep. Even when the new guy comes in, it takes a while to change, right? It does. It, it absolutely it, does. It doesn't just happen overnight, and that's exactly the same here. So I, I, in another way, I'm not surprised because I think, you know, you saw Kevy bawling his eyes out at the end of that second Lions test. He was invested, right? He, yep. 100%. So I don't know. I, I, maybe it's from an, an angle, which is that, you know, the guy was invested and had bought into it and had put his heart and soul into it things and had built that stuff for people to come in and start changing it um maybe he had a problem with someone who wouldn't have had a problem changing things and has changed a lot by the sounds of things quade cooper now vice captain of the wallabies yeah well that's where you're uh, fresh from his detox is that was that your classic yeah, line there? That was yeah. my classic, yeah. I like that one. Um, yeah, no, fresh from his detox, um, yeah. has come in. Now, this is the other whisper that I thought we'd talked about on the podcast. Again, someone remind me if we had or hadn't. But, um, you know, that he has been looking the goods from a leadership point of view in the Wallabies, standing up. It may well be why he got player of the match by the by the players and got a two from me a few weeks back. Um, but, uh, which is, you know, he's kind of off field, um, and the stuff you don't see on the field type thing, as far as, you know, what he's like in the chain sheds and everything else. But it sounds like he's been putting a real leadership foot forward and has been rewarded with, you know, vice captain. Well, I I know that from, from the times that I've, you know, seen them working at the Reds, that, uh, Quaid's always been a big part of the, the brains trust, if you like, and, Mm. you know, with the, with his, uh, you know, view of the game and what they might like to try and, uh, you know, the ownership of the game plan as well. So I guess it's just a natural extension of that. I mean, you, you saw it when he was injured running water and stuff and, you know, basically coaching the the stand-in tens for, you know, how they should, you know, pointing stuff out for them stuff. So, you know, it's he does have a good rugby brain, so... Yeah, well, Link's always said that, that he thinks he's a real thinker in the mm. game. So And it looks like he's kind of stepped up um, you know, behaviour-wise as well, uh, which can't be said obviously by somebody else, which I'm just who I'm sick of talking about. But yeah. um, so he's really. Sick. But the interesting thing there is about you know putting him in there is you know that's him being given that role directly over you know like Willie G because yep. you know Will's captain the Reds, vice captain the Wallabies. I'm trying to remember if he's captain the Wallabies. Has he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, when, okay. uh, when Kev's been injured, he's yeah. done that. So he would have been I, who you might have thought. I mean, you've also got Ben Robinson in there. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think Quinty Ben's Moore. just glad to be back with the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Will's the type of guy who would care. Mm. That's, uh, you know, that sort of stuff he'll do because, he, you know, he has to for the team, but mm. I don't think he cares much for it. Yeah. I don't think it sits within that well to myself. No. Um, and, he, you know, he's been doing so much better just focusing on his game in the yeah, last few weeks. he just got back in the starting team mm. himself. So, yeah, so I actually think this is a uh, big tick mark for Link from me for this, you know, making the hard decisions. Yeah, he, it's, you know, it's, it's bold. 
Mm. He's, you, not a, he's not one to shy away from them. So. You, don't, you don't sound 100% sold, mate. No, I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I'm, mm. I, I think Moen's a fine captain. I think he does a he does a really good job of the the referee management, if you'd like to call it that, the, yeah. the new buzzword in world rugby. But uh, you know, he's a he's a calm guy. Approaches the game well. He's got a lot of experience uh, internationally, probably not as much as some. But you know, at a provincial level, he's you know he's been around for a long time. He knows how the, the game's game works, and he won't be doing it alone. There's mm. a pretty tight group there of you know, leaders, if you like, that would, you know, giving advice when it's needed. So, mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure, I, I think that he'll fit into the culture that they're trying to bring quite yeah. well. Not bad for a guy not on a top-up. <laughs> no. Yeah, the rules are the rules, mate. Yeah, yeah can't, can't bend them. Um, no. Yeah, so just talking about, so other changes, I guess people's question now, no, well, what happens when Higgers or Palu comes back? Um, and although I don't think, you know, the stats say Moen's been playing well, how much of an impact has he been having at eight? Um, and then because you, you've got Fardy in the, just talking to the team, I mean, Fardy's coming back into six, which I don't think surprises anyone because how well he'd been playing. Bit of a green and gold rugby favourite there. Um, and so what happens if one of those guys come back? I've got to say, as much as I love Fards and I, you know, it's hard. I mean, put it this way, having to have him on the bench is a tough problem to have, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, these are the problems you want to have as a coach. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the other thing too is he plays he plays a bit of a lock for exactly. the Brumby. So, Great you know, if, if if James is in that bad a shape, then yeah. Chuck's got in there. Yeah, no. Um, but, but, I mean... He, I mean, these are all hypothetical problems when they're back. I mean, yeah. let's... Who's, a lot of players have taken a while to come back from the types of injuries that they've got, so... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll wait to see what happens. But anyway... As it is, um, Fards is in at six. Um, and then the back row, so it's back to what it was for a lot of the uh, rugby championship there with Fardy, Hooper, um, and then Moen at eight. In the second the other, row... Yep, another thing, too, that I'll say there is mm. a lot of people complained about, uh, you know, the, the building for the World Cup. Mm. And, and, the, and the big thing there was, why can't we just try and win this test? Yeah. Well. Yeah, the, we can worry about those problems then. At this point in time, for this test or this series of tours, this tour, yeah, you know, this is the best for the Wallabies, and we'll worry about that with the, those problems when they're problems. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so go on. mate, you sound like a man in management the way you talk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say, so second row with um, Kev's still there. And then we've got Sidalaki Tamani, who I think is splitting a lot of people's opinion. I mean, Bob Dwyer wrote during uh, on sort of Monday saying if he was going to choose a team, he would have Big Sitter in the team. Yeah. Um, and I I'm think not... that, that splits people, doesn't it? Yeah, I like the guy. I think he's a you know a massive man, and mm. yeah, he's obviously got that which you can't you can't coach size like that. But mm. uh, I, I'm not convinced he uses it as well as he could. No, he has. Apart from I think one hit that Ben Moen's made, he has made the two biggest hits or the two best hits we've seen out of the team. Full stop. I think in the rugby championship. Are they um, the only two hits he's made? Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you there. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's my concern. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. But um, and I think Bob's point in that thing was he was not necessarily choosing people for what they'd done, but what he thought they could do. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, if he could get more out of Big Sitter, I think we'd all be happy. Yep. So we'll see what ha we'll see what happens there. And then, you know, front row pretty much unchanged, right? It's the um, front row that Link's been choosing all the way through. Um, 
So then we move to uh, the back line. The interesting thing there is, um, again, I think he's made another good call here, right? He's, you know, Matt Tamua has had, you know... Stayed at 12. Great games at 12, and when he's come on and he gets... he he keeps the spot. So I don't think anyone would argue with that. Um, and then I think the rest is as you would expect. Um, oh, except for the return of the Badger. The Badger. I mean, this was his watershed moment last year, wasn't it? Or yeah. was it last year or the year four? I don't know. I'll lose track. Yeah, no, it was last year. He became my son's hero. Um, yeah, happy hunting ground for the Badger. So I, I yeah, I mean, good, good to see him back and hopefully he does well. A few well. more test meets. Indeed. Um, <laughs> So, so that's that. So that's the Aussies. I mean, wasn't wasn't he a meme from that? Like yeah. worldwide, not in rugby circles and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he got himself <laughs> a good uh, profile there, didn't he? Yes, he did well. But mate, look, logically now we should talk about this Pommy team. Um, but there's a bunch of names in there I know nothing about. Yeah, I know that Dick who does the Swan dives. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one, which I've never seen much of, but is the Predator. Yeah. Um, after that, Courtney Laws. Uh, after that, I'm out. Okay, well, why don't we get somebody on who actually knows what he's talking about? Let's get Sounds out. good. Yeah, right there, right there. And joining me now, I've got uh, Nick Heath all the way from England. He's watching the England team, I think, walk into a media room, so he hasn't got much time. Mate, how are you? I'm um, very well, thank you. I'm actually just out pitch side at Penny Hill Park, awaiting them coming out doing uh, a last bit of training before the game uh, on Saturday. Oh, jeez. Um, now, mate, what are you doing these days? What 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 are you spending most of your time? I know you, you like commentating on matches and all sorts now these days, don't you? Yes, indeed. Yeah, regularly commentating on the Premiership, um, doing bits and pieces for the RFU as well, going to be commentating on uh, an England women's game of theirs, and then, yeah, bits and pieces for the Six Nations, and, uh, and generally reporting, producing video. I was over over with the Lions in Australia. Should I mention that to you guys? Maybe not. <laughs> um, and uh, and I, was, I was catching up midweek with uh, your errant James O'Connor. Ah, yes. The, uh, the twinkly-faced little man down at... Uh, down at Sunbury, it was uh, interesting to see what he'll make of a little bit of a change of surroundings, going to a ramshackle old place like that. But uh, yeah, keeping busy, mate, keeping busy. All good. Well, we used actually that clip that you put together of James. We used um, on our daily news. You'll probably be getting your copyright payment any time now. Um, it's, but, in but, mail. <laughs> it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Tough job you've got there, actually, commentating on English Premiership, just keeping awake. There's always got to be um, one of the toughest <laughs> things there. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, Newcastle Falcons against London Irish at the weekend did take a little while to get going. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a fair point you make. All right, mate. Look, you haven't got much time. So, this English squad, uh, the team that's going to be facing the, uh, the Wallabies on the weekend, tell us about it, mate. It's got some people in there that um, haven't got a lot of caps. Um, are these surprises or not? Uh, well, possibly surprise. I mean, we knew that uh, Brad Barrett and Manny Tuolangi were going to be out in the centres. That's been the big area of focus. Uh, so Billy Twelvetrees was uh, looking like the man likely to get in, and he is in the number 12 shirt. So it was a case of who would play outside, and Carl Eastman did so uh, against Argentina in the summer. Uh, but uh, Stuart Lancaster decided to go with Joel Tompkins, 26-year-old ex-rugby league convert, uh, born in Warrington, played at Wigan. Um, his brother Sam Tompkins is turning out for the England side in the Rugby League World Cup at the moment. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so Joel is earning his first cap, so it'll be very interesting to see how he beds in. It's uh, an interesting time to bring in a new face, obviously two years out from the World Cup. Uh, so, uh, so you've got a couple of new faces there. Um, 
You've got Mike Brown, who's playing at 15. He's been uh, covering the left wing a few times for England, but it's good to see him in his natural position. And uh, Marlon Yard, who's going to be starting on the left wing. Uh, he plays at London Irish, where James O'Connor's gone, of course. And uh, he, uh, he played pretty well in Argentina. I know uh, Stuart Lancaster was very impressed with him, so he's put him in on the left wing to make his first start for England at Twickenham. Um, so uh, that's going to be pretty entertaining to hopefully try and get him the ball on that left wing. And, and then in the second row, Courtney Laws is in. Uh, Jeff Parling, the line-out caller, who performed well for the Lions in the summer as well. Uh, he took a knock and in con- uh, got concussion in training, so he's out. So Courtney Laws, who's been uh, tearing things up for Northampton Saints, apparently an improved disciplinary record, so we're hoping he's not going to get himself sent to the bench, which he was liable to do over the last couple of seasons. Um, he'll be playing with the young Joe Lawrence in the second row. And, uh, and yeah, back row of Billy Vinopola at number eight alongside Chris Robshaw and Tom Wood. And Billy, if you stand next to him, you suddenly realise what an enormous lump he is. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous, man. Um, and a youngster. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he can get his, uh, his England career uh, underway. He, he got a um, couple of games in Argentina as well, but he'll be looking to try and uh, impress at Twickenham. Okay, and so what, what sort of a game are you expecting out of this lot? Uh, not too sure. The weather is set to be a little bit greasy. I think there are going to be a few uh, few showers here and there. But uh, Stuart Lancaster said this week that it's going to be go go all attack against Australia, mm-hmm. um, which will be uh, which will be good to see. Um, obviously, they played well against New Zealand last year, but didn't quite get the result against Australia. The the interesting question is how far have England come in that year? How much more sure are we that they're capable of getting results against these people? I'm not sure that many people are feeling more certain. So uh, they need to start giving people a, a sense of confidence and a sense that they've actually come somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, getting the structures right, seeing what Graham Roundtree and uh, Andy Farrell have learned from the summer with the Lions will be interesting to see, basically, if England can keep ball in hand and, and put some decent stuff together. Mm. So, Timsey, you, you've got any remaining questions there? Anything that you need to know about this team? Uh, who, who are we watching out for? Who's going to hurt us? Well, I think you need to look out for... Other for than Courtney Laws. We know, we know Courtney Laws. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think looking out for those centre combinations to see what they can do. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if the ball gets out to, to someone like Marlon Jar, it'd be great to see what his finishing ability is like against someone like Australia. Um, it's going to demand a he's hell of a lot more. He's the predator one, isn't he? He is, yeah. Well, he, yeah, yeah. He's going to demand a lot more of him than we saw in Argentina, mm. that's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that, he's going to be one to watch, certainly. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, back row, Billy Vonopola could, be, uh, could be ripping up trees around your breakdown. Well, I mean, the thing that the person I'm looking out for to annoy me is going to be Chris Ashton. Um, any more humble from since when I left England, or is he looking pretty much the same? He's the master of turning it on just to upset you guys when he wants to. You know, he'll, he'll give it all the talk when he wants to. He's actually surprisingly a very nice, humble guy. But uh, as soon as he gets a sniff of being able to upset someone like you guys, then uh, then he'll certainly turn it up a notch or two. All right, mate. Well, look, we've taken a lot of your time. You're there to watch your team practice their upper number, unders and scrummaging for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah, just, kick, just kick the ball away, hopefully. That's all we're going to see today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Have a good one. Good to talk to you. We'll catch up soon. Nice one. Cheers, bye. So great to hear from Nick. Uh, he's certainly got the gift of the gab, hasn't he? Yeah, well, it's, it, clearly that's how pros do it. And you know, he's obviously, if he can get excited about an English test, where you know, surely you know we can pump up the tempo, like I said earlier. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, I reckon they're going to have a crack. You know, we've seen a bunch of teams like, you know, the Saffers and the Argies who've kind of looked up at our defence and said, hmm, I think we can take that on and have done. 
Um, well, that's because some dick leaked their defensive plan. Yes. <laughs> they must be feeling confident now. Now they know exactly yeah. how it's going to work. Um, oh, but, yes, I I mean, I saw the averages today. You know, we leaked 31 points per match in the rugby championship this year. And we leaked – and if you take Argentina out, we, we leaked 37 points a match. That is outrageous. Yeah, what, what, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I was just trying to justify I can't. It can't be done. Um, yeah. Um, no, I've got nothing. Yeah, you've, you've got to score a lot of points or to be specific, at least 38 per match to um, average a win there. So um, anyway, yeah, so I reckon they're going to have a crack for sure. They've got some speedsters in there um, and they'll give it a go. Um I've got to say, though, because I, I look through that team, and as Nick was saying, there's a few debutants and a fair few guys in there with not a lot of caps. I'm kind of waiting for the well, for someone to do the work for me to compare the caps. But I feel, pretty, I feel pretty confident that... Um, do we have a debutant? Are we having only one? There's not that many. There's a couple of low caps. Hmm. I'm just looking at this fine website, Green and Gold Rugby, where hmm. the, there's an article that you wrote, hmm. uh, which lists the teams. We've got Joel Tompkins is uncapped. Mm-hmm. Marlon Yandi, Yardi, Yardi, yeah. one cap, yeah. and Billy Vunipolo with two. Mm-hmm. There's Dave Atwood on the bench with four. That's about, you know after after that. Well, then you got guys figures. Yeah, There's tw- one, a couple on nine, but I mean, Twelve Tree's got a fantastic name, but he's only got five caps. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. I, I... Billy's in the team. Is that, was that popular a few years back? Was it? it? Must have been. Um, but, uh, yeah, you've got a bunch of people in there and, uh, yeah. And actually is Chris Ashton, he might be the most, ca- no, Dan Cole. Um, God bless Cole. him. Um, yeah. Ugly little bugger is, uh, there with 40 caps. Yeah. Toby Flood with 57 on the bench, but yeah, 47 for Dylan Hartley. There's a few out there. No, I'm surprised you look at Owen Farrell, 16 caps. It's not a lot. Um, no. but yeah, Chris Ashton, 34 bloody caps. Anyway, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we added up ours, that we'd be doing pretty pretty well against that, actually. Yeah, we're a damn experienced test side compared to that. We are indeed. Um, I mean, at least everyone, uh, you know, there's been a pretty settled team, really, for the rugby championship. That's six games. Mm. So, you know, that, that's above all their bottom ones anyway, so. Mm. If we can show some of the subtlety in our attack that we did against the Argies, and and some of the stuff we did against the All Blacks, against that kind of midfield. I I don't know. I would hope that we would cause them a bit of problems. Actually, yeah, we will. And the other thing too is that, that it appears that a lot of the work was on the attack mm. during the during the rugby championship. Now, the the defence is you know it's probably the easier thing to fix. Mm. Um, and given that well, we've talked before about the confidence of the team being shot, they'd have to have gotten a shot from the last couple of games. Mm. So with that, that'll improve the attitude in defence. They'll be more, you know, eager to get up and make that tackle, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the extra time they would spend working on it now that attack, the, the attack is settling, uh, I think the more assured attack that they're getting with Tamur at 12, uh, you know, I, I think, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty confident. Mm. I mean, I, I, I look at, so they're missing Corbusero. In the front row, um, which is good, good for us. Exactly. Don't get me wrong; that's a good, that's still a good front row. I think we would uh, probably quite like it. But 
I, I, it's not one. It's not the one that I'm most worried. You know, that I'd be most worried about. Um, I would. You know, I'd hate we're not going to get completely dicked there, um, and that would kind of hold. Especially when our reserve front row comes on, I'd feel like we'd have a bit a pretty good shot. Um, so I kind of feel like the scrum might be okay. The lineout's been functioning well, so I'd hope that'd be good as well. I actually think the watch out here might be around the rucks um, and the breakdown if we haven't picked up and we got smashed against New Zealand, didn't we? Well, um, and, and Nick was talking about Billy Vernapolo, or was it Tom yeah. Wood, the big one that he was talking no, about? No, Vernapolo at eight, yeah. Yeah, well, apparently, and, yeah, very big man. Well, and Courtney Laws is just is a wrecking ball. He's such an athlete. So, um, oh, yeah. but he's much much more disciplined now. So, I wonder if the discipline will take away his uh, impact. His mm, okay. Yeah, once once a player like that starts thinking discipline, they start second guessing things, and that, that can. <laughs> I mean, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. It can start to affect their impact. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Hopefully, he'll either be you know second guessing himself and not not breaking anyone, or he'll break someone. Mm. Uh, and, you know, then we won't have to worry too much. So what do you reckon, mate? So what's your feeling on this? Uh, we're on our way marching triumphantly to the Grand Slam? <sighs> there's, a fair, there's a bit of work to be done. Mm. Um, but I, I think we'll start off on a good note. Good one. All right, mate. I'm going to go with you there. I'm I can't like remember if it's 11 or 17. Uh, those two numbers are sticking out. So maybe it'll be 17, 11. I'm not sure. Mm. I, I think... Uh, Mentally, the Wallabies are getting to a good space here, so um, yeah. I'm hoping we're going to sm- we're going to smash it. Um, so hopefully after a good start. So a bit later this week, but I thought it made more sense to actually have a clue who would be in the team. And as it is, you know, we've caught some big news here, haven't we? So um, yeah, luckily it worked we out well. It, and we did indeed. All right, mate. Good to talk to you. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for everybody for downloading and. And doing whatever you've done, and um, we'll speak. To let you. us know. Let us know if that works out okay for you guys. Waiting until the teams are announced, or you'd like us to make stuff up, <laughs> have it a bit earlier, fill your week out more. I'm not sure. So, you know, feedback. Okay. It's always yeah. good. All right, good one. All right, guys, see ya. See ya. Seven black